means that you've got to behave because there are people watching and that's what's happening. And we've got the great CEO, Tim Lawless, one of the busiest people in real estate in the last two two weeks because... It's Tim McKibben, Tom. It's good to get people's names right. What did I say? Lawless. Oh, Tim yeah. I was going to go with that, Tom. That I'm happy with that. Tim McKibben, the CEO, the CEO of the REINSW, and Tim Lawless, his the uh, data specialist. Actually, he's got a better research director for uh, for CoreLogic RP Data. Two different people. One's getting more phone calls today than the other. Put it that way, because Tim, there's every look. I mean. You're doing the best you can, and so are the real estate agents with the information that they've been given. On a daily basis, there are different things that are sort of coming out. We're just going to use the time that we've got with you this afternoon to actually just help us understand what we sort of know. I know that there was a media release about rent monitorium and about, you know, landlords and tenants trying to work things out. There's also been an extension of the lockdown, um, a few definition changes. So, Tim, what do we what do we know at the moment that we could share with the real estate agents? So there are things, Tom, that we do know and things that we don't. So uh, maybe if I start out with all that we don't know, um, we ha- we have not yet received the legislation that we need to see to work out what the negotiations, if you will, how much the moratorium on rents, how that's going to be calculated. Um, so we haven't seen that. We we keep asking for it. I've even asked for an advanced copy of the of the legislation so I can start to get my head around it. Uh, I don't think we're going to get it today. I think it is probable we'll get it tomorrow. Um, I've also, for those people in the commercial world, been speaking with... Uh, uh, that that uh, area of government that does that also, and uh, so that will be a separate piece of legislation. So we'll need to get that as well. But uh, as you would have seen in the um, in the uh, in the press release coming out of uh, government, and also reaffirmed today by the treasurer, there is going to be a requirement on landlords to provide support to tenants. But one of the things that um, I'm hoping that will be in the legislation. This is the reason I wanted to uh, uh, ensure that we had some input. There is a lot of um, support out there for people who have lost their jobs. Um, and so what we're saying at this stage is that before somebody comes along and says, well, I need help paying the rent, they should exhaust all of their uh, options in relation to getting some other government support. And um, we're, we're putting that together uh, and we'll put that out there too shortly uh, out through our channels, Tom, uh, just so people can hand that on to tenants and say, here are uh, here's all of your opportunities to go and to access it, make it as simple as possible, give them the, um, the websites they need to go to. Uh, because in this time around, it's not like JobKeeper where the money comes through the employer. In this time, it's going to come straight to... Uh, uh, to the people that is affected. Okay, so uh, let me summarise what I've heard so far. There are certain things regarding eviction of tenants and um, and um, tenant um, and landlord negotiations that right at this moment we don't have all the information. We may have some of that information 
tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. You're also saying to me, unlike last time, the benefit, which was JobKeeper then, would come through the employer. This time, it will go straight to the individual. And what the REI is doing is getting a list of what those benefits are and what the contact points of those uh, 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 benefits are, like where you'd go to, and providing those to tenants. So saying to tenants, hey, there are things that you need to exhaust first uh, before you actually take the step of, hey, I want my rent to be dropped by X amount. Is that? Am I hearing that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we're trying to do as much as we can with what we've got, but it makes it hard to... Uh, uh, I suppose, put together a, uh, a complete plan unless we know what the rules of the game are. We don't have the rules yet. We also, last time around, uh, designed some documents because when we had tenants coming in saying, you know, I'm, I'm not paying the rent, um, my favourite my favorite guy said, I'm getting a pet and I'm not paying the rent. There's nothing you can do. Um, so that yeah. wasn't quite true. That's not very nice, eh? That's no, you know, but thankfully, look, uh, thankfully, most tenants that I think people dealt with were were good people, as is always the case. And um, and most landlords, I think, out there are also good people, and we all recognise that we've got to work together here. Um, but we did create some documents for the property manager to be able to say to the to the tenant, um, you want to make an application for a um, reduction in the rent. That's great. We need to put that to the landlord. Here is a, uh, a document that we'd like you to go through, complete that, provide us with the information, and we can then process that with the landlord. Um, and that document we created then, Tom, responded to the current legislation that was in place. Now, again, we will do exactly the same thing this time around once we see what the legislation prescribes. Okay. But there were other changes um, that we can talk about that yep. you are aware of, and let's talk about those. Yeah, so the um, the public health order that came out uh, yesterday, um, what it did was to segment uh, New South Wales, if you will. Now, now there are four uh, separate areas. So we have the uh, Fairfield local government area, which they're now talking about it being the affected area. That's what the public health order calls it. And within that area, there are affected um, workers. So everything I'm saying now is only about workers. We'll come to we'll come to people inspecting property in a minute. So in that particular area, if if you go outside of that area to do work, then you you have to have a COVID test every three days, as we've seen the lineups and the rest of it. Now, importantly. You don't need to get a negative coming back on your test to be able to go and do things. You just need to have been tested in the last three days. And that's obviously a rolling obligation. There seems to me to be a suggestion that even if you don't go outside of that particular area, the affected area, that you still need a COVID test every three days. And I think that's probably the safest way to read it. I know that that's a real uh, impost on everybody, but. Um, I, I think that is probably... But, uh, but, 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 so, so, so I'm clear, Tim, that's that's for someone that's in that Fairfield area yep. that is a, and we're talking about real estate here, yep. that is a real estate worker. Yep, 
That's right. So just just the workers in that area um, and all workers in that area. So that's the first one, Tom. So I do think reckon, the best... Do you reckon, do you reckon, are, you, are you a real estate worker if you're not going to the office and you're not showing... If you've chosen to actually stay home, you're, do you have to do a test? No. 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 So, so it's a good question. If, um, if you don't go to uh, another premises be it at work or, um, or at a, uh, an open, well, won't be an open, but a, uh, uh, when you, a private inspection to taking people through, if you're not doing that sort of thing, then no, you don't need to be tested every three days. But um, if you are interacting with other people uh, in, your, in your job, then yes, you do. It's a suburb of Fairfield or is it a bigger it's area? It's the local government area. Right. And that, local- takes in, uh, that takes in quite a few other suburbs. Okay, okay, okay. So that's your that's your first one, your first new zone. Your second your second zone is Greater Sydney. Now, people in Greater Sydney, if they go beyond 50 kilometres um, of Greater Sydney, then they need to get um, a test and um, and they their test, I'm going blank now, Tom, how often they have to have theirs? Um, every seven days, sorry. Okay, so if you're outside Fairfield and you travel 50 kilometres, which is a yep. fair bit during this current time that we're yep. sort of living in, 50K is a bit of a trip. Yep. If, if you do go 50Ks, you need to get a test every seven days. Yeah, that's right. So I think, I think what they're trying to do there, because uh, obviously that becomes a bit of a bit of a problem, doesn't it? People, people having to work out where 50Ks is, and I think, what they're saying to themselves there is uh, that that because you may live on one of these uh, these border areas, you know you're in the you're in the Blue Mountains by, by way of some um, example, and you've got something let's say in uh, in Orange or uh, in Bathurst, maybe they'd be closer in Bathurst. Then you do have that uh, that 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 um, allowance to to let you travel. Um, a couple of, you know, 50 kilometres away and do some work and then come back into the, uh, the Greater Sydney area without, without the impost of having to have those tests. Okay. Uh, is there any other thing, any other? Yeah. So there's a couple of other things I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to mention. There is a lot of discussion about essential worker. So we're hearing, oh, you can only do this if you're an essential worker. Now, Government hasn't provided us with any definition of an essential worker. So an essential worker is somebody that is a worker. But again, what what government is is saying, I think, is unless what you're doing is essential, then stay at home. So um, I think that is, uh, but there is no no definition that I can find, at least, that uh, that that says these are the essential workers. So, for example, you know, your uh, police and uh, uh, paramedics and these sorts of things, I think we would all accept them as being essential workers, but there is no definition of essential workers. That's the first point I'd like to make, Tom. Second point is that everything I've just spoken about is about workers, okay, Um, not people who come and inspect property. So uh, the buyers, uh, for example, out there, they they 
their world ha has not changed. There's been no change to what they do. So they're, in, they're entitled to go where they wish from wherever they are to inspect property. Okay. Okay. So this is, uh, they're all good. And, and, um, and I presume it's not really the agent's responsibility or, or you know, no. concern to worry too much about the behaviour of these people. So, again, Tom, really good point because I've had a lot of people contacting me saying, can, uh, can somebody, can a, a buyer come from uh, Greater Sydney out to a regional area? Can they do, can they do that? And, and whilst I've, I've answered those questions for them, I, I think it is really dangerous for us to be giving that advice to buyers. I, I, think, I think we say, look, um, you've got to make your own mind up whether or not um, you satisfy the criteria. Not, uh, not relying on what the agent's telling them because the obligation is on the, is on the person and in this case on the buyer to decide whether or not uh, taking into account the public health order, whether or not that person can go and inspect that property. So uh, I think that is, uh, that is a, a little bit dangerous of, of, a, uh, of an agent to be giving that advice. Can, 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 um, can I, a, a very, very good point. Can I ask you, Tim, can a principal force his staff to come to work? Yeah, another, another great question. If, if, the, um, if the person can do their job from home, if they can, then they should stay at home if they can do their job from home. Now, uh, the answer to the question is in two parts, Tom, because... If uh, in, in the Greater Sydney area, the way I read it is if the person can do their job from home, then they, that person, is obligated to stay at home. In the regional area, um, if the person can do their job from home and would like to stay at home, then, then the employer has to take that in regard, you know, to, to, be, to, uh, to accommodate that to the extent that they can. But in the regional areas, I, as I read it, the uh, the boss can make you come to work. Okay, okay. But but it really becomes very subjective, doesn't it? Because the um, the the person in the Greater Sydney area, they would be saying, uh, "I can do my job at home," and the employer might say, "Well, I don't think you can do it from home. There are uh, there are aspects of your job that, in my view, you can't do from home. Therefore, you have to come to the office." But you know, there there will always be those subjective um, analysis going on there. Other things that you're that you think we should talk about that are different to what we know, and the things that we do know is that you know people have seemed to be able to have moved on pretty intelligently. They they go to appointments that are important. The rest of the time they're at home, they're on the phone, they're on their computer, they're using Zoom. Is there anything else that's different? No. So no, Tom. I'd have to defer to you on um, on all of those sorts of things. I think, but I do agree with you. Um, particularly, the auctioneers are doing a great job. They've um, they've managed to jump straight online doing all that. I I haven't been following the auction clearance results, and um, they've been quite strong. So congratulations to those folks being able to keep the market yeah, moving along. They're doing. Um, they're, go on. No, I'm, well, just what I remember, 
Um, I spoke about the public health order um, that we got given yesterday, as you know, and we've been able to analyse that and get the information out about it. There will be another public health order which possibly will come out today. Now, um, there's only one thing in the new one that I know for certain, and that is that the cessation date for uh, the current lockdown isn't going to be this Friday. It's going to be the 31st of uh, July. We know that. What I don't know is any other amendments that they'll make to the public health order when they take the opportunity. So um, we'll we'll do our best. We'll get ahead around that as quick as we can and feed it out. So I guess Tom, right now I'm saying there's a there's a powerful lot of uncertainty at this stage. So what we know they've said at this stage the lockdown doesn't end this Friday. Ends in uh, two Fridays from this Friday. Yeah, but that change as well. Well, that's right. Um, we we only found out that it was moving from this Friday until the thirty first uh, in the uh, in the premier's uh, briefing at eleven o'clock today. So um, that was announced, um, and they then went on to say that uh, uh, there'll be a public health order that will come out reflecting that. Yeah, I think most people were expecting that the the yeah. most people you were expecting that the lockdown wasn't going to end on this Friday. Yeah, that's and, right. You know, that's I mean, right. it was a bit like vendor management. They've 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 conditioned us pretty well to slowly sort of saying, "Hey, you know, this and that." It's it's a bit what, yeah what, yeah. Look, I, I think that's right. I mean, they, they, the hints were coming constantly, weren't they? About uh, oh, you know, we don't know where this is going to go. So I think we all uh, we all knew. Tomorrow, hopefully, we're going to have more information about this tenancy situation, right? Because I can see this is the one that's this is the one that we're going to grapple with more, yeah. right? That's the biggie. Yeah. That's the biggie, right? You know, and from what I've heard at the moment, the media releases that they've said is, "Hey, you guys work it out, and if you drop your rent, um, your owner can pick up some of the shortfall or all of the shortfall off their land tax." And um, and if they're not paying land tax, we'll give them fifteen hundred bucks or something along the lines of that. Yeah, yeah that's exactly all, right. All this is is a media release at the moment. That's Correct. The, Correct. right. So that's why we don't want to jump the gun and say, "Hey." But in the meantime, Tim, what do you reckon? Like, if there's people that get contacted by tenants, like today, tomorrow, right? And there are. And there are, right? Right. So they ring up, you know, mate, my, my, my cafe's closed. I've got no no income. Um, anything you can say, Tim, that the property manager should say to them? Like well, and and again, Tom, that's that's a really good question because you know, before they brought out, this is 12 months ago, before uh the government came out with all of the rules on what we had to do and what we didn't have to do, in the commercial area, people were out there doing deals already and and what was happening was that landlords were saying I've got a really good tenant I've got a tenant always pays the rent always done the right thing not their fault they find themselves having to shut the business so we'll um, we'll help each other through this and there were deals being done prior to government getting involved in it um, but I think the answer to the question is you know sit down with uh, sit down with your people and try and work something out yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tim. Fantastic. That's the latest, guys and girls. Let's just see. Susan, have you got any questions there? No? 
Uh, Michael Whitaker, given in regional New South Central West, in particular, can a retail tenant request a rent reduction? We have a retail tenant wanting rent relief due to COVID. We are not in a lockdown and have no cases at the moment. New South Wales Central West, I don't know, Tim. No, well, uh, again, uh, I don't know the answer to that because we haven't got the legislation. But I, what I would be confident about is that there's going to be two sets of rules here. There'll be a set of rules for people in Greater Sydney and then uh, a set of rules for, for people out in the regional areas. Um, one of the other tests, I think, will be um, you'll have to demonstrate that you've had a loss of, uh, a loss of income. And, and there will need to be some nexus between that loss of income and COVID. So, um, but again, I, we, don't know, we don't know what the formula looks like yet, so I apologise. As soon as we do, we'll be getting the information out. There's another question, Tim. In relation to the memorandum on evictions, are tenants on a 30-day sales termination notice exempt? Um. So well, the, this is this is a uh, is this a a um, an eviction that's taking place prior to today? Is that right? It seems like it. So are tenants on a thirty day sales termination notice an exemption? Yeah. Again, um, I'm really sorry. I sound like a crack record, but until I see the legislation, I really can't answer any of those questions. That's one that we've asked ourselves. Though, if there is already a process to evict a tenant for something that has happened prior to the announcement yesterday, you know, is that going to be disrupted? So I don't I don't know whether or not that's going to uh, protect that particular tenant. Um, I, frankly, we just don't know. All righty. Tim, let's... Uh... Let's uh, get back to whatever we're doing, whether you're Zooming, whether you're emailing, whether you're keeping an eye on Sky News, you know. We'll just keep doing what talk to you in the next couple of days. Yeah, Tom, I'm, uh, I'm hopefully, if you'll have me back, I'm more than happy to come and do it. But right now I'm, uh, I'm not a fountain of any knowledge. I'm, I'm somebody who's thirsty for knowledge. All righty. Tim, we'll talk okay. to you next day or two. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, Tim.